Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed. And now Steve Jordahl is in hey. with us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How you doing, brother? I, I'm well. As I uh, sometimes, if I'm not feeling that well, but I'm here, I'll say I'm vertical. Yeah. You're vertical. I'm vertical, vertical. Which, which beats the Oh, answer. you're standing. I mean, yes, right. So that's good. <laughs> so, um, by the way, I know you're a NASCAR guy, right? I am. They had their championship uh, race yesterday. Who won? Uh, uh uh, sliced bread. I'm sorry. Sliced bread. Yeah, that was what? his nickname. That's a ra- he's a rapper. I don't know. No, I don't know why. For some reason, sliced uh, bread. I want to uh, get back to me on that. For, oh man, I can't believe I just lost this guy. We're not off to a good start, Steve. Yeah, I know. Ed, what do you got? What was what, in your sports world? Uh, my the Bruins had the Boston their Bruins tie- hockey team. Joey Logano. Oh my gosh, Joey yeah. Logano. Oh, so since Sorry. I started talking hockey, you come up with your little NASCAR. Well, I just I I'm embarrassed to not know that. I watched the race yesterday. And... My Boston Bruins are tied with for the best record in the NHL, unexpectedly because we've still have some uh, really big guys out. One guy especially uh, after surgery. I hope good things happen to you this year on hey on the hockey front. I hope so too. I do think though that one of the Key prophecies in the book of Revelation has come to pass. Oh. <laughs> for those who didn't notice, um, Alabama football team, they lost for the second time in three weeks. Roll Tide. No, they didn't. They, they did. Didn't. Well, I'm, I'm contractually. They lost to LSU. I'm contractually obligated to say that whenever we mention Alabama in my marriage because contract. Because of Heather. Yeah. My marriage vows. <laughs> of course, there's a lot of sympathy for Alabama fans out there. Is there? Is there, though? <laughs> I jest. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, uh, LSU beat Alabama. Yeah. That was a great ball game. It was like uh, uh, LSU won in overtime on a two-point conversion. Yep. If you missed that gutsy, game. Gutsy huh? two-point conversion. Yeah. The LSU coach, um, Kelly, who used to be the coach at Notre Dame? Yes, he said it was a it was a first overtime. Alabama scored a touchdown. Then he's then uh, LSU scored a touchdown. He said I didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> go, for two. I, go for two. Go for two. Go for two. You're right, gutsy. Because I'm sitting there going, do not do this. Yes, your team has worked too hard. At least tie the ball game. Go to another overtime. Yeah. Why do you want to win or lose on one play? Which which he said, Kelly, the quarterback, the um. LSU said after the game, he said, hey, if you were to tell me before the game that I can have one play from the three-yard line to beat Alabama, uh, and it, I'll take it. Yeah. And that's it's kind a of a smart. That's once-in-a-lifetime kind of opportunity. Smart. Yeah. Of course, Alabama is the gold standard for college football and has been for the last Decade. 20 years or so. Yeah. Uh, and when you're the gold standard, then everybody hates you. Other than your own, your own fan base, because it's kind of like the Cowboys used to be, you know, or the right. Pittsburgh Steelers. You win too much, 
everybody wants to knock you off the, right, the top of the hill. hill. Alabama's the New York Yankees of college football. Yeah. yeah the, and Coach Yankees Kelly. Used, what the Yankees used to be. Yeah. Coach Kelly with LSU did what he was unable to do when he was with Notre Dame. Beat Alabama. Beat, beat Alabama. Alabama crushed them in the national championship. Yeah. So anyway, the, the funny thing that I thought for the, that Alabama now has lost two games by a combined two points. Yeah. Very close games. They lost at Tennessee by a point, and then they lost to, to LSU by a point, both on the road. And it's like, uh, you know, the, the, our, our galaxy is about to collapse. <laughs> Huh? Like something out of an Avenger yeah. movie. Yeah, it's going to happen. Thanos anyway. snapped his well, people, well, but college football fans are just so used to seeing Alabama roll right. tied every game that when they even get challenged, it's right. like, what's wrong? Right. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, but that was a fun game. If you didn't care who won, yeah. uh, and if you were an LSU fan, that was a very fun game to, to watch uh, over the weekend. You're listening to... Today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Steve, what's your first story? A couple of things. Uh, you know that tomorrow is election day, right? We, we talked that about week? that. That is. We talked about that ad nauseum. Well, um, I'm not saying that God is choosing sides, but. You're on your own here, Steve. But tomorrow night, there will be a lunar eclipse. A full, total lunar eclipse will be visible. Uh, uh, here in the United States, Kim Carnes. If you uh, uh, a lunar eclipse of the heart, um, if you can't, uh, if if there's not enough clouds, you, what happens to the moon when there's an, a lunar eclipse? <clears throat> Are you asking it, us? It, uh, do we, you really want an I'll answer? I'll tell you, it turns blood red. It's going to be a blood red moon tomorrow. Blood red moon tomorrow night when we're voting from uh, in our hemisphere. In our hemisphere, yeah. So Republicans look up to see a red moon. Democrats look up to say, uh-oh. <laughs> so you're saying it, it, it'll look like a sign. I'm not saying it's not a sign. But if we'd have had, <laughs> you said it's going to be a red moon tomorrow. Yep. But if it were a blue moon, it would be a better <laughs> omen for oh, the Democrats. For Democrats. This is the headline. Up not, Kentucky, keep on shining. This is, this is the headline on the Not the News website. It says, the moon is going to turn blood red on Election Day, which, I mean, that just seems overly cruel to Democrats. I'm sorry. <laughs> red wave, That's red not moon. Babylon B. That, no. Who is that? <laughs> this, uh, this, uh, not, the, not the B is what this is. Uh, it, it, you're, you're being serious, though. Tomorrow is going to be a yes. red moon? Yeah. So red wave, red moon. That's, that's what funny. You're, that's what you're saying. But yeah. you're saying you still don't believe there's any – God's not speaking to us through the red moon. I'm not saying that. I'm not, <laughs> saying, not saying anything it, about not saying, it. You're not, not saying it's not. You're not confirming saying. or denying anything. <laughs> <laughs> neither can, ne I can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> All right. And um, let's do – let me tell you this. You know that Elon Musk has taken over um, Twitter, right? Yeah, I've heard that. And he <laughs> is charging $8 if you want one of those blue check marks. He's driving the blue check mark people absolutely batty. Now he's put that on hold. You know that? Uh, well, he may have. Maybe he's joking. As here. of today. He's put As it on today. But he is going to do that. Well, you know what else he said today? This was tweeted out, um, I guess it would be yesterday. Yesterday morning, he tweeted out, users with they, them pronouns in bio will pay $16 for verification instead of eight because they identify as multiple people. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Did he really? He's going to get J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk. That's... He, he, what did he say? 
He really? said users I mean, that's with, hilarious. Users with they, them pronouns in bio will pay $16 for verification instead of eight because they identify as multiple people. Well, they don't technically identify as, I'm not trying to defend transgender nuttiness. They don't technically identify as multiple people. They just don't want to have to say him, her. Tim, can you explain the concept of a joke to Ed? (laughs) Brother Ed? Uh, Ed gets most jokes. I I do get most jokes. I thought, is that not what Elon Musk, he was joking, you're saying? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was joking. Okay, but it's not funny because <laughs> they don't identify as multiple yeah. people. You know what? I'm going to do what I do with my wife and see. I'm going to argue this point. Right. And see go if I it. get anywhere. You go for I it. I don't get anywhere at home. So. <laughs> and then you have to say, is it really worth it? And most How of much the time more of my energy no. and time is really worth and it? And I say, sweetie, you are right. Can I have some more pasta? Right. Back back to the Bruins game. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, for those who don't know. I guess it doesn't matter, but the blue check you're talking about yes. uh, on Twitter, Elon Musk, who bought he he's that's been free. It has been. Okay, but what does the blue check represent? It means your your account has been verified that it's it's really you. You're not a that's bot. It's not a fake. Not a fake. Not a, not necessarily a bot, but like some people, like I'm so famous. You know, if somebody had I'm, impersonate, I'm, I'm you? just kidding. Yeah, they had a uh, a a name that's. Ed Vitagliano and my picture on it, people would say, oh, Ed Vitagliano tweeted this out. No, if it has a blue check mark, it means it's actually that person. Yeah. Am I right? They could put their account would be the real Ed Vitagliano, spelling real R-E-E-L. Elon yeah. Musk <laughs> is saying uh, he's going to start charging $8 a month for that. $8. Is it a month? I think it's a month. Yeah, a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um People are saying, oh, that's anti-free speech, anti-free speech. It's really not. It's it, it's charging for celebrity. Yeah. It's charging for his company. He just bought it. Yeah, he's got to make some he money. Want, he can charge whatever he wants to. People yeah, can right. do it or not do it. That's I right. don't see the problem with that. Next story, Steve. All right. Uh, World Net Daily is, uh, is reporting this. Um, do you guys remember back in 2016, there was a guy named Robert Epstein. He's a Democrat party uh, member, voter, uh, but he's also a psychologist and he's a, a researcher. And he did some research. He's also a self-avowed liberal. Yes. He voted for Hillary Clinton. He voted for Barack Obama um, and probably Joe Biden. But in 2012, I should say, he discovered what he calls the search engine manipulation effect. Basically, when you do a search on Google... Your results are ranked. You see, you get whatever you get on page one, and uh, then you get whatever you get on down the line. Most people never go past page one, right? So if you're you're um, want to uh, Google, for example, 2022 midterms. According to this search engine, according to um, I want to make sure I get his first name right, Robert Epstein. <laughs> um, you will see probably, and I haven't done this particular search, but you will see Democrat after Democrat after Democrat page uh, and information, and you won't get to Republicans until down the ballot. Well, he did did some calculations, and he says that in uh, 2016, that that was uh, worth 2.6, anywhere from 2.6 to 10.4 million votes 
shifted to Democrat candidates without them knowing. In 2020, he did it again, and he found that uh, there was between six, uh, some six million votes were shifted in favor of Joe Biden without anybody really realizing it. And he says their thumb is still on the scale for the midterms here. Yeah, I remember this was very controversial when he, uh, Robert Epstein, did this, this search engine manipulation effect. And it, it always carried a lot of weight with me when I read this because he would come out and say, listen, I'm a liberal, but I'm just telling you this is the effect that this Google search process is having on the information being available to voters. Because let's face it, if, you, if you're talking with your friend about something having to do with a, a, with politics or an upcoming election, and you I don't believe I don't believe that, you might say to your friend, what do you do? You immediately pull your phone out and you go to Google. Yeah. And if the the first page and a half of search results that you get support what your friend said, then you go, huh, all right, well I will take that into account. Yep. And that's what Epstein is is Epstein or Epstein, I don't know. Epstein um that's what he's saying yeah. is going on. And it's worth millions of votes. And he says that they actually shifted that many votes from Republican to Democrat based on Google. And only Google, because they, uh, they did research on Bing and Yahoo as well. And only Google had this effect, and it was worth millions of votes. I, I think we're going to find, <clears throat> I hope, in the coming years, because you remember Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg giving money for... Uh, for sit, big major cities in swing states mm -hmm. to quote unquote get out the vote, and what it appeared to be was uh, ballot harvesting yep. efforts. So I think we're going to find out in the years to come that these big social media companies have had a huge impact on our democracy, our republic, and the voting process. And uh, I don't know what I don't know what you do about it. But it, we at least need to find out now that yeah. this actually is happening. Yep. Um, uh, all right, let's talk. Let's let me go, talk sorry. about something else here. What do you got? What, what's your next topic? Uh, it was going to be uh, uh, COVID vaccines and something a little. We can come back to that. What do you think about President Trump uh, calling Governor DeSantis uh, de sanctimonious? You want to hear that? You mean you yeah. have, the I have, the, I have the I have the audio. All right, let me set this up here. This was former President Donald Trump at a rally for Dr. Oz. Uh, Oz is last name. His first name. That's his, that's his last name. That's his first, first name, name is last name. Mehmet. Mehmet. Okay, anyway, he's the Republican candidate for Senate in Pennsylvania and is in a uh, highly contested race with uh, Fetterman there, the yeah. uh, uh, Democrat. So Trump went to Pennsylvania for Dr. Oz on Saturday night. At a rally, 17,000 people attended, I think. I think Fred told me. That's very impressive numbers on a Saturday night. Anyway, uh, I don't know why Trump did this, but uh, he, he's talking. He's supposed to be there for Oz, and then he goes after the name calls, I should say. Governor DeSantis, go ahead, play this. Trump at 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Mike Pence at seven. Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. Okay. What he was doing there was quoting, I guess, a, a poll of Republican voters citing that. Who they want. They wanted him to be the nominee. Yep. And 
I don't know why he called. Why do you think he went after? Why do you th- think he, he called Governor DeSantis, who who is a favorite of the same people who support him, President Trump? He called him. He called him Ron, Ron De Sanctimonious. What does that mean? What is he doing that for? Well, sanctimonious would mean uh, that self righteous, self kind of self righteous, holier than thou, I guess, or something like that. Uh, and the only the only explanation I can have, and I have no insight into the way pre- former President Trump is, you know, what he's thinking, is that the only real choice for the Republicans, the only the only person I think that could give Donald Trump a run for his money in terms of getting the Republican nomination is Governor DeSantis. I think Donald Trump knows that, and I think he's wanting to end that potential threat before it begins by, I guess, trying to mock Governor DeSantis like he has done to his uh, other opponents. Well, I don't like it at all. I, I, don't, I didn't like it either. Huh? I, I, I don't. A lot of people who supported President Trump who would support him again. He starts going after Ron DeSantis by calling him a name like a third grader. Right. Huh? He'll lose support faster, and he, 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 he and they'll go to DeSantis. Now I don't know. I don't. Wise. Now I don't know when Governor DeSantis, or even if he will run for president in twenty twenty four. He may not. Although a lot of people would prefer to have him over Donald Trump, and uh, because they think he can win, they don't think Trump can. Right. But I'm just telling you, uh, this kind of stuff right here is what. Are unforced errors, yeah. That makes people not want to vote for Trump, and he he's underwater with independent voters next go around, if he were to run, right. Uh, so and if you you, st- you start dividing your own base up by calling what the one of the greatest governors in the country, maybe the greatest governor in the country in terms of policy and how he's responded to COVID and the hurricane and uh, Disney's wokeness and everything like yeah. that. That's not your enemy, President Trump. Right. Your enemy is the secular liberal progressives, not your fellow Republicans. You start doing that kind of stuff, you'll start losing people who would otherwise support you. Well, and like you said, th- this this tendency that he has. Now, we've all said this a million times. I don't want to go through all of this again. Our listeners are familiar with, with what I'm about to say, but Donald Trump is, we've always called him a street fighter from New York. This is what he does. He's bombastic. He is uh, a, a fighter. So you're going to get a fight if you go up, go up against him. But Ron DeSantis has not gone up against him yet. He has not been critical of the president. He's been open in his support for President Trump's policies. But President Trump is, like you said, underwater with independence because of this kind of behavior, the last thing former President Trump needs to do is to get that same reaction increasing, increasingly amongst Republicans. You don't want Republicans bailing on you because you need every one of those if you're going to get the nomination and you're going to win in 2024. I didn't like it either. I hope he's got, uh, you know, some of his analysts and, you know, counselors or whatever – that will recommend that he stay away from mocking. Um, well, it's so childish. I've never heard that u- word used before with relation to Donald Trump. <laughs> well, 
I'm just saying, yeah, well, I, mean, I just said it. It's it, that, you, yeah, you will get uh, maybe your, your hardcore supporters, you, but you start name calling people that you need their support. Right. Uh, and lo- listen, loyalty is a two way street. So is friendship. Yeah. And if President Trump wants loyalty and friendship from fellow Republicans who he'll need to support him should he win the nomination, he would need Florida. Then you don't you, you don't do that by alienating people by calling them Lion Ted, Little Marco. Right. But yeah, it sounds funny when it's called out. What if they called him Fat Donnie? Right. Hey, yeah. who's going to support Fat Donnie? Yeah. I wonder how Trump would respond to that one. Huh? Yeah. This. I'm this not was, fat. This was not why. This was not wise, and it is counterproductive. And right. It is. It is corrosive. It has a corrosive effect on Republican strength. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just that just really was uh, horrible to for him to be at a rally in Pennsylvania and then he starts name calling Governor DeSantis who hadn't done anything to him except one thing. I did read about this. Governor DeSantis made a robocall for a president for a senatorial candidate in Colorado who's a Republican. What's his name? Do you know his name, Steve? Would you look it up? Yeah, I will. The senatorial Republican nominee in Colorado. But we'll, I'll, I'll remain in awkward silence mode. <laughs> See if I can type can come up. up with it. What's the fellow's name? It would be little Jeopardy music right here. Joe O'Day. Okay, that that guy is uh, has openly been critical of Trump, and Trump knows that, and he might win in Colorado, though it's to be a long shot tomorrow. So. Trump doesn't like it that DeSantis did a robocall in support of a candidate who has been openly critical of Trump. So that could be it. That's to me, that's petty because if you're going to call if that's going to be your standard, then listen, there's infighting. I know that in, in within parties and then they rally around a candidate to right. run for, Okay. You can do you can you can have infighting, but it better be respectful, and it better be substantial, mm-hmm. substantive. And it better you know worth fighting about. Not calling somebody a name, and think that's cute, and you get a few laughs out of it. Right. I'm just saying, especially somebody like President Trump, who's going as you said, Ed's going to need everybody who would support him on the Republican side if he were to run again in 2024. Right. Personally, I'm against anybody running for president who's over 75 years old. That's too old. We see what's happened with um, Biden. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But that really annoyed me when yeah. – uh, uh, He ran just that way in 2016 and he won. It's not going to work I bet again. That's what he's thinking, though. It's not going to work again. <clears throat> Uh, not not name calling your own teammates. That's what I'm right. saying. All right. So I had to vent a little bit about that. It's okay. It's okay to vent. Listen, have, I, have I, listen. I, I love President tomorrow. Trump for all he did for our country. He would have won had the pandemic not hit and other things had not happened. I'm convinced of it. But if he wants to run again next time around. 
then he's going to need all the support he can get, like we just said. And you're not going to get that if you start going after your own Republican people by acting like a third grader. All right. I think I've said my – I've repeated myself. Fact. Was it, it was worth repeating? I've, re, I've repeatedly repeated myself. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Have, uh, have, have a great day.